This is Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Future Talk on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis. And today is Wednesday. It's a very exciting day when it's Wednesday because we know tomorrow is Thursday. And then after that, we have that long Eid holiday. It's a six-day weekend or, or holiday, however you want to call it. I'm really excited for it. And we got, uh, we're got we on Instagram Live, actually. So if you guys want to tune in, at Hany underscore AB. But today, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about. One of them being how France has been fined. Actually, France has fined Google 500 million euros over a copyright row and how the UAE has granted golden visas to 100,000 global coders. Now, who knew that coding could be the future for your future? We're also talking about how AI is predicting diabetes and does actually risk it by measuring the fat around the heart. Also, we're talking about for our gadget of the day, the Super Mario collaboration and how you're going to see a smartwatch worth 10,000 dirhams and that is in tag with the smartwatch. We're also talking about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 and the Galaxy Z Flip 3 and how they're leaked and ladies and gentlemen I'm really excited for those because I do plan on getting a fold that is if Apple doesn't come out with one. We're taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about France and how it has fined Google 500 million euros. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about France, right? And you're probably wondering, Hanny, what is France doing in the technological world? That's a very good question. Well, France has actually fined Google 500 million euros over a copyright row. Now, before I get into the details why France has fined Google, there is something I want to talk about. Now, we know France and the European Union in general has been grabbing tech giants by the throat. We're talking about Facebook. We're talking about Apple. We're talking about Samsung as well. They don't mess around, right? Now, if we go back to one year ago, when the iPhone 12 was released, we knew that there wasn't going to be a charger anymore when it does come with your new brand new iPhone 12. And I bought my iPhone 12 without any charger. A lot of people in the US had the same issue. But in France, all of them got chargers because France was like, hey, if you don't give the consumer what they want and you give them the right, we are not going to be selling, we won't be selling Apple iPhones in France. And Apple did surrender and they were selling their, uh, their chargers with the, with the phones. But now France's antitrust watchdog has slapped 500 million euros, which is equivalent to $593 million on Google on Tuesday for failing to comply with the regulator's orders on how to t- conduct talks with the country's news publishers in a row over copyright. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know if we want to look at news, we want to search up a news article, you write in, for example, uh, BBC News uh, Argentina, right? You want to look at the Argentina results of the, mat- of the match, Argentina versus Brazil, and you click on news, right? You're going to see a ver- various posts about the topic. And now Google hasn't kind of been giving those news outlets the credit per se. Now, the fine does come amid increasing international pressure on online platforms such as Google 
and Facebook to share more revenue with news outlets because obviously there's kind of an advertisement or paywall when it does come to you clicking on that link that Google has provided in the search result. Now, the U.S. tech group, which we're talking about Google, must come up with proposals within the next two months on how it could compensate these news agencies and other publishers for the use of their news. Now, if it doesn't do that, the company would face additional fines of 900,000 euros per day. So let's just round it up to 1 million euros per day. So Google is already getting fined 500 million euros, right? And every day after that, they are going to get fined 1 million euros. Can you imagine that? Now, Google has the money, it has the cash, but France, I think the main topic to talk about is how the French government and France in general, they're grabbing and they're not letting big tech giants just do whatever they want. Now, it isn't even correct in a way. Now, I'm, let's say, a news agency, correct? And I post an article and my job is to be a journalist. I post an article, I, I researched about it, I did the correct interviews and I post it on my website right obviously there's going to be ads on the website that will generate me what revenue now google rips that off or not even rips it has a search result that will if you click on it it re redirects you to my website but what google was doing is they were putting ads and gaining revenue from that so they were getting money for things they didn't work for and friends didn't like that and they hit them with that 500 million euro fine do i think it's justified yes let us know your guys thoughts 4215 dual slots or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio do you think france deserved that uh google deserved that 500 million euro fine from france and ladies and gentlemen i want to give a quick shout out to everyone on the instagram live we are live on my own personal instagram at hanny underscore ab we're live all throughout the show you can say taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about how coders in the uae were granted a golden visa this is pulse 95 Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, today's conversation revolves around coders and programmers, right? Now, today we're talking about how the UAE has granted golden visas to 100,000 global coders. And these coders are not only in the UAE, but they're around the world. Now, in executing the directives of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, who is the Vice President, Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai, to grant golden visas to 100,000 entrepreneurs and owners of enterprises and even startups specialized in coding. Now, the National Program for Coders did announce the start of the golden visa application process. So, the initiative is available for both residents and non residents in the UAE in an effort to attract the best qualified coders and graduates specialized in the field of coding. Now, this announcement is aligned with the national efforts to establish 1,000 major digital companies in the UAE over the next five years. Now, we are looking at the UAE that does want to become more, or Dubai in general, or the UAE in general and Dubai in specific, how they want to be more digital. They want to have a digital everything, basically. I mean, we have smart applications on everything. Uh, I pay my bills. I haven't been to, to a physical office in forever. I pay my bills. I get all my files and all my documents online. Now, we do know that we are building or they or the UAE is building the country's digital market and preparing the necessary infrastructure to yield innovation and creativity that can keep up with the rapid global changes across very vital industries, right? 
And ladies and gentlemen, you can, if you're a coder and you're listening, you can apply for that golden visa right now, right? The applications are open and coders of all nationalities and age groups may apply for that UAE golden visa through the Office of Artificial Intelligence in the UAE government or the Federal Authority for Identity and Citizenship. Now, applications are to be submitted by the government agencies responsible for issuing golden visas for these qualified coders. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a coder, you're a programmer, you can now apply for a golden visa and you have a chance, a big chance because there's 100,000 applications open, right? So you do have a big chance. Now, graduates of software engineering, computer sciences, hardware engineering, information technology, AI, data science, big data, and even electrical engineering. So if you're an electrical engineer, you are now eligible to get that golden visa. So I do look at this as a huge and great initiative by the UAE, by Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, because again, you're making it more attractive for these sectors to stay in the UAE, for them to stay in Dubai and continue working and providing and getting, right? It's a win-win situation for both. I mean, who wouldn't want a 10-year visa in the UAE? I mean, one of the greatest countries in the world. Alhamdulillah, I mean, well, I live here peacefully, safely. It's been 12 years. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to have a 10-year golden visa? And again, you have a chance because 100,000 people is going to be, uh, 100,000 people are going to be eligible to get that golden visa. If you're a coder or if you're anything electrical, even if you're an electrical engineer, you do now, you do now have that chance and you can apply. 4215, do slots or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Let me know your guys' thoughts. If you guys are coders or programmers or whatever, if this is applicable to you and will you sign up for it? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about how AI has predicted diabetes risk just by measuring the fat around the heart. Keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about AI predicting diabetes risk just by measuring the fat around your heart. Can you imagine that? Right. I mean, this is how technology is advancing day in and day out. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a blood test that could measure whether or not or detect whether or not you would be or, or you're at risk of cancer. And now we're looking at how AI, artificial intelligence, is predicting if you will have diabetes by risk by measuring the fat around your heart. Now, a team that was led from uh, a team of researchers led from Queen Mary University of London has developed a new AI tool that is able to automatically measure the amount of fat around the heart just from MRI scan images. Now, using that new tool, the team was able to show that a larger amount of fat around the heart is actually associated with significantly greater odds of diabetes. And that obviously depends on the person's age, uh, their gender and body mass index, or as we know, BMI. Now, the research is published in a journal and the result is from the funding of CAP AI Programmer, which is obviously led by Bart's Life Sciences, just a couple of companies. And uh, again, the distribution of fat in the body can actually influence a person's risk of developing various diseases. Now, the most common used measure of body mass index does mostly reflect on the fat accumulation under the skin rather than around the internal organs. But we're looking at right now, 
how this is actually going to measure the fat around your heart and not under your skin. And it's going to check if you have, it's, it's gonna predict if you're gonna get heart disease. And it actually has been linked to a range of conditions including arterial fibrillation, diabetes, and even artery diseases. So again, we're looking at how the more and more technology advances, we are seeing that, especially in the medical sector, when we're talking about the medical sector, technology has become a prime tool for the technological sector on to-do detection. And I personally, is a personal opinion, right? Now, the COVID-19 pandemic was horrible, right? We're still in it. COVID-19 sucks, 100%. But because of COVID-19, a lot of sectors had to up the, up, up the ante, right? They had to ramp it up and they had to up the ante, correct? I mean, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we all resulted or we all had to resort to talk to, to using Amazon, right? I, I, I bought a lot during Amazon. We all had to resort to using our phones and online platforms to buy groceries, to do this, etc. And even now with Al Husan app, right, to, to check it, to see if you're vaccinated for the PCR test, uh, to move in and out of Abu Dhabi, etc. Right. We're looking at how everyone now needs to be tech savvy or have a little bit of background about tech. And because of that, because all of these government sectors, all of these uh, private sectors up the ante and started moving more into technology, a lot of things are happening in the medical sector. I'm going to go back and talk about the medical sector and how not only AI, but also telehealth, right? Telehealth has been very major lately, correct? Again, a lot of people don't want to go to doctors, right? A lot of people are scared. A lot, still, There's still a lot of people scared of the COVID-19 pandemic. Granted, you are, it's your point of view, your opinion, right? But these, these people are scared and they don't want to go to hospitals because they're scared to contract COVID-19, right? So what do these hospitals do to actually help these patients who don't, who are scared? They want to stay home. So now you can have a Zoom call with your doctor, get prescribed, get diagnosed all through a Zoom call. And even when it does come to mental health, right? When it does come to mental health, you can talk to a psychiatrist online, right? Online, get diagnosed, have that one hour and whatever conversation it was. And so many applications were being created and being, um, you know, started up and being used because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, let's say, for example, I, Hanny, have a mental disorder, right? I'm I want to talk to a psychiatrist, but I can't because, well, the COVID-19 pandemic. So what happens? Am I going to stay at home and battle this mental disorder? No, I'm going to open up that an app. I'm going to talk on the phone to a medical professional who's going to diagnose me and give me the correct, um, uh, correct, uh, what's it called? Treatment for my mental health, my mental health. And again, this is becoming the future and it's becoming more of a new normal now. Now, a lot of people don't go to doctors now. They do it through online. They do it through a Zoom call. So we're looking at day in and day out. Technology is going, becoming more and more advanced. We looked at the remote surgery, a robot's arm, ladies and gentlemen, being controlled by a doctor in America while that robot was doing surgery on a patient in Africa. Imagine that. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at how medic medicine, telehealth, becoming more advanced and advanced every day, which is great. And we do have to kind of look at how the COVID-19 pandemic did accelerate a lot of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it a or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about this story? And have you used telehealth? Have you spoke with a doctor online or not? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about super 
Mario. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with or even you might want to wear. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Super Mario and Tag Heuer collaboration and how they have created a $2,150 Wear OS watch. Now, this is a collaboration you don't really see often. I mean, smartwatch from Tag Heuer. Now, we do know that Tag Heuer is very elegant with their watches and they're very pricey believe it or not i mean i i, I seen a watch like twenty-five thousand dollars, so they're pretty pricey but now they have created a smartwatch, which is uh that collaboration with super mario and tag hoyor and i'm going to be telling you guys about the smartwatch just right now now a few days ago the tag Heuer did post a teaser for a super mario themed watch and you might have assumed that the swiss made mechanical timepiece was in the works but now, the news is out, and it's actually a limited edition of the Tag Heuer's Connected Wear OS smartwatch. Now, this just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, that wearables are the future. We have a luxury, a luxurious watch, right? These people make luxury watches, this company, and they said as well that they need to get now into the smartwatch business. And we're looking at it, and their number one market grab is super mario now they haven't actually released the details just yet and the website is still counting down to the to the announcement which will be tomorrow july 15th but a lot of websites have all posted stories with the device's key features and the hardware itself does appear to be identical uh except some light cosmetic tweaks to the 45 milliliter case now it does include an m for mario logo and there's a crown on it and it does come with two straps one with red rubber along one side and one with red rubber and black leather on the other one now the watch is said to use a gamification reward system with greetings from mario and mushroom kingdom themed animations that do play as you hit various step goals throughout the day now I know what you're thinking, Annie, what is gamification? I'm about to tell you right now what gamification is. Now, gamification, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of like an awards type of, like if you have an achievement, for example, if you have an Apple, Apple Watch, you know what I'm talking about. If you achieve, let's say, 1,000, 2,000 steps per day, it's gonna say, congratulations, you have now completed 2,000 steps per day. And the purpose for that is to motivate the user more and more to go out and continue steps to achieve more because then you can compete with people who have uh, compete with your friends who also are on the Apple Watch and there's a lot of things that can go into I don't want to get into Apple but the gamification system has been proven to encourage and motivate motivate people a lot more and it's a great incentive now there are four new Mario watch faces one of them including a timekeeping face that does feature retro elements from the 1985 version of Super Mario Brothers with obviously Mario and all his pix uh, pixels which is opposed to the physical steel that the other smartwatch faces are cast from now they're giving it that kind of retro look when the look the watch is modern why obviously marketing scheme i like the design though uh, if you guys want to watch look at that design you guys should go to pulse 95 radio instagram i have it in my in the story now tag hori does consider making these mario features available on other editions of their new smart os watch face 
and it might be good news for anyone who did buy the most recent version, which did start at around $1,800, but this one, ladies and gentlemen, does cost around $2,350. Let me take out my calculator real quick. 2,350 times 3.67, we're talking about 8,624 dirhams. Would you pay 8,624 dirhams for number one, a smartwatch, and number two, a Mario-themed smartwatch, but you're not getting an Apple Watch, you're getting their own type of OS, their own type of operating system. But at the same time, it's Tag Heuer, it's not a random uh, type of company, it's a luxury watch brand. Me personally, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't. I mean, it looks great, but I wouldn't personally buy it. Now, a lot of people would be more inclined to buy it. Now, we do know that Tag Heuer is only making 2,000 models of said Mario watch, and it will be only available through some boutique stores and its website in certain regions from July 15th, which is tomorrow. Again, I like the watch, I like the look of it, I like the aspect of it, but would I pay 8,624 drums and 18 cents for it? No, I wouldn't pay for it. If I had a million dollars, I probably would. So uh, Jeff Bezos, I always tell you, if you're tuning in, message me, I'll give you my bank details. Please send me some money, man. <laughs> All jokes aside, ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it slots, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you buy this Tag Heuer watch or not? Super Mario themed watch. Sorry, let me correct myself. 4215, do a slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Taking a short break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold and the Galaxy Z Flip and how we now have the leaks for it. Keep Pulse95 locked, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to be right back. This is Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking all about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 and the Galaxy Z Flip 3. Now, these haven't been released just yet, but we already have the leaks on them. And we have the price as well. Now, the Galaxy Fold, it gained a lot of traction when it first was dropped, and a lot of people wanted to buy one. But when they bought one, it was kind of faulty, and people were complaining about the screen breaking and whatnot. And then, you know, the flip phones were very popular back in the, the early 2000s. I remember my Motorola Razr. I used to flip it, and I used to, it wasn't mine, I used to take my dad's, but I used to flip it, it was cool. If you had the phone, you were cool, right? But now, Samsung wants to reignite that fire, and it's came, coming out with that Galaxy Z Flip, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the Fold and the Flip, alleged prices in South Korea have been tipped off, right? And this is the first time any information regarding the pricing of the two foldable Samsung smartphones has come actually into the spotlight. Now, the Fold 3 and Samsung's uh, Flip 3 have been also spotted on a TINA certification site in China, which actually does offer a glimpse into some of the key specifications. We're talking about display size, battery, connectivity, dimensions of both the smartphones. Now, Samsung is expected to launch the two phones at the Galaxy Unpacked event on August 11th. So we have it about 28 days around that time. Now. The pricing leak does collaborate. An earlier report that did mention that the two smartphones could actually 
be priced a little bit cheaper in comparison. Now, I do know, right, that back when um, the Samsung Fold came out, it was around 12,000 dirhams, right? And then it dropped to like 9,000. I think it was 12,000 because some people couldn't get their hands on it. And obviously we have resellers and stuff like that. And so far we're looking at how it might be priced to around 6,000 to 5,000 to around 6,389 dirhams. And that is for the fold and for the flip, it could be around the 4,000 mark, right? There's nothing confirmed just yet. But I mean, would I buy one? I, I want Apple to come out with one. You know, guys, you guys know I'm an Apple fanboy. I love my Apple phone. But I want Apple to come out with one. I would pay like, okay, I wouldn't pay that much. I'd pay like 10,000 or 9,000. I'd take out a loan to, to buy one. They're pretty expensive, man. Now, we're looking at how the Z Flip 3 is going to have 2,300 milliamp hours plus 903. So it will come to a grand total of 3,200 milliamp hours and a minimal capacity of 3,300 milliamp hours, which is the typical battery capacity on a phone. It's going to have 5G connectivity, it's going to have dual LAT and even the eSIM as well. So we're looking at how everything in this phone is going to be jam-packed into it, right? And we're looking at a 7.70 inch display, a 256 GB storage, right? And Amazon actually is already having that pre-order per se for that Galaxy uh, Flip and for the, for the Galaxy Fold as well. And for the Galaxy Flip, we're looking at 6.90 inch with a 12 megapixel camera. Now, again, all the specifications are not out just yet. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself. I'm going to do it coming in hot. Man, I love it when Omar is on the show. When he comes in, it is Wednesday, my dudes. Omar is in the building looking good. I see you got that V-neck on. You got your cast in the... What do they call it? The slingshot. The slingshot. The slingshot. Is that what they call it? I like it, Omar. How you doing? I'm How does do it feel not to have Omnia here? It, it, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it feels yeah, to be man. solo, to ride solo, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get thirsty a lot. I mean... I'm thirsty right now. <laughs> if you're watching him on the YouTube now, um, yeah, you yeah. can actually see him salivating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I'm gonna, yeah. Well, anyway, coming up on the halftime show today, you know, mental health is huge on the halftime of show. And we've got a psychologist coming in who specializes in mental health. He's going to tell us how to detox the mind. Nashwatantai is going to be on the show today, three to four on the halftime show. Very up, very up. I, you, you do know Ahmed, I'm very big on mental health as well. So I will be tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, Ahmed, do input your live on Instagram. Tell us what your handle is on Instagram. At Omar Al-Duri. At Omar Al-Duri. O-M-A-R dot A-L-D-U. No dot. But no dot. <laughs> All right. I got a little bit too excited. Ladies and gentlemen, the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Al-Duri. Coming up in T minus three minutes, believe it or not. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.